welcome to the Get Right, where you can either get right or get left. Hi, everybody. It's Jace, and if you ain't feeling right, I can get you right. And Imani. Uh, damn it. I forgot. What I- <laughs> <laughs> Tell me why I almost forgot mine. That's why I paused, because I forgot what I was going to say. Okay. Um, my name's Imani, and I get right by asking the questions, questions, questions. Period. You guys were working on some new slogans to see what feels right and feels natural for us so that was Imani's little slip up but yes welcome to the get right and thank you for tuning in the conversation between three young gifted and black people where we discuss anything and everything that connects us and affects us hello bitches and gays how are we today um it's sunday God's day. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's uh, Sundays for the blues. I haven't listened to any blues today, though. Yeah, that's what my dad says. So it's true. That's cute. Sundays for the blues. Sundays are for the blues. Like, you only listen to blues music on Sundays. Oh, I've never heard that. Pretty sure he made it up, but I'm cool with it. (laughs) It sounds so believable. Sundays are for the blues. Oh, okay, that sounds daddy. <laughs> Young Jace, how are we? Just finished my little cutie, so I'm feeling cute. Um, no, I'm good. You know, all considering between pandemics and racism and unemployment, all of that aside, I feel so great. We're I really so was low. looking at myself in the mirror last night. And I was like, I am. So fine, magnificent. Like Have looking at myself. Out? No, I just. I'm sorry. I've been blessed, nice. just blessed with a just nice, thin, toned body, <laughs> and I can just happen to eat whatever I want. The universe favors am... some of us. I can't tell you how they pick, but they do. And some of us are favored, and some of us not so much. I can say all three of the people in this group are favored in some type of way or form. Ten percent. Jace got Jace got the the thin, the thin the thinness thin mint. I don't know what you call it. Oh, thin. thin mint. That's cute. Thin. Jace got the thin. Imani got a little body on. I got the extra from Jace. <laughs> <laughs> but I you got worked that body, girl. Imani got a little body on her. I know I got body. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. In the right lighting, it looks like I have a six pack. Come on, we all look good. Queen. In the middle of a pandemic, what? We still look beautiful. Period. Who's going to stop us? But you guys, we are going to move forward into our notification segment where we talk about all the things going on in the world, as well as any notification that may pop up on your phone. But I think we're going to don't we're going to donate, designate Ooh. this segment specifically to some things that are going on in the world as of recently and we're just gonna like focus around a discussion of that in terms of matters of the black lives matter movement the pandemic and just the the array of bullshit <laughs> that is happening right the now absolute clusterfuck that is in the world clusterfuck is such a fun word i love and it. another word it not to get off topic because we're about to get real serious but I was in middle school and we had a sub and 
she was trying to get the class started and she was just like, oh, like, I'm a sub. I've never been here before. I haven't subbed in such a long time. I'm just so discombobulated. And like, since then, I'm like, discombobulated is a good word. Like, she's the only person that I know that's used that word. I like... I like to say flabbergasted, too. I like like flabbergasted and fortuitous. Oh. Yeah, it's like a $5 word. (laughs) Oh, that's one of them $20 words. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of them drop bang words. Another $5 word, racism. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Where's the lube, Jace? Ease it in. Come on now. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. I let's do. Is it okay if you if I if I um start by like just listing off some of the names of the beautiful black people we've lost? Yes, I Go want ahead. you to do that for sure. I would like to say rest in peace and rest in power to Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Tony McDade, Sean Reed, Ahmad Aubrey. Nina Pop, and those are literally just the names of Black people that have been killed within the last three months and not counting the names of the Black people that have died. Within the countless years that we have been on this earth and many people after, many people before us have been on this earth. And or people that I would haven't like, been reported. Yeah, people that's that have true. been reported. I saw reported. a tweet I was, that said that and I was like, that's crazy. I was just thinking about, um, I saw a tweet that was talking about the cases specifically in, Min- in is it Minneapolis? Yeah. 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 Okay. Minnesota. Specifically in Minneapolis, where um, they said that there's 195 recorded cases. I was like, that's a lot. And they were like, that's not counting the shit that is not recorded mm-hmm. or that happened before we had body cam footage. And I was like, Damn. I was like, that's that's really fucking wild to think. Like, I don't know. There's so much going in the world, going on in the world right now, y'all. I like had a, I had an ever so slight meltdown and just started crying one day because I was like, there's just a lot of shit happening. Yeah, and it's just mind boggling. It's a lot. What are your guys' thoughts on everything going on? heavy heart, heavy sadness. Um, I don't know. I think it's a lot. It's really, huh? No, go ahead. No, I I don't know. I'm just, it's really, it really is a lot. And not only do I think of the beautiful black people that were lost not only do i think of the people that operate with so much hate not only do i think of the children the children that i see crying out because they don't understand why they're treated differently um the children who are being assaulted by police officers at protests which is just like insanely disgusting um But I also have to sit here and think of my own privilege, Um, being biracial and raised by a white mother, I have a lot of privilege. And so it's kind of crazy, just kind of realizing that like, I probably will never experience the treatment 
that my a hundred percent black you know dark-skinned brothers and sisters have experienced in terms of police and everything so that's been a lot nothing that it's not necessarily my fault but it is something that I realize and acknowledge and that kind of is weird for me um to just kind of think about you know like Devon you're a big black man and so the type of things that you could <laughs> that you could experience compared to me are just so so different and so yeah there's just like a lot going on just heavy heart sadness um and a lot of thinking lots and lots of thinking i think that it's very um what you just said just made me think because i was talking to my mom about the way that different black people just move in spaces and how um how like the black man is like immediately the most feared individual like no matter what space they no matter what space they're in like the, there's something about the black about the black man and the way the black man carries himself and the way the black man is just seen as like a black men are typically seen as like very strong, very masculine, and very kind of forward. Uh, things that I would like to say <laughs> that I am, but like it's funny because I wouldn't consider those necessarily negative things. But like those are the things that could lead to my demise. Like those are the things that will mm-hmm. ultimately lead to me getting killed. And it was just an interesting thought because you have you have someone like George Floyd, for instance, who George Floyd is the case who we're probably hearing the most about right now. I would definitely say. hearing the most about. And um which is a whole other conversation, but I'll get into that. But George Floyd was like a, if you've seen the, if you've seen the video, I honestly could not watch all the video. It was a lot. Um, like there's something about, I know we've talked about this before, but there's something about literally watching someone die where I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, turn that off. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't want to see it happen. Like that's just a lot going on. But he was a like a large black man and from what i could tell about him he hit he had a very what's the word i'm trying to he was very passionate about his community but he he had a name for himself within his community and i i don't it was kind of like fucked up because i was like damn like someone who was probably doing so much good in his community was just taken away from the community he was doing good in and then it's like so who steps up now like who takes that place not I just got and, hit. They don't want us to have black idols. If you take a oh, minute no, and you no. sit there and think about it, they don't want us to have somebody to to look up to, somebody who's championing for championing for us and the betterment of our people. No, because if you have a black idol, you have someone who could ultimately think of it as a um Harriet Tubman was a black idol. What did Harriet Tubman do? Led the slaves, slaves to, freedom. to freedom. So we can't let you. We can't let you have a black idol. We can't have y'all getting in the right state of mind and like getting into places that could like actually harm us or like take back all of the power that we have in society. Nah, we can't let that happen. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. 
But I don't, it was, and then like when it comes to, when it comes to the cases that people are talking about, I'm going to try to not get worked up about this because everyone's case matters. Brianna's, George, Tony, Sean, Ahmad, Nina, all of their cases matter. It's just interesting how I feel like um, people are, people kind of pick and choose which case they want to showcase in the matter of like, I have not, the George Floyd case is, it's something that we need to know about, but I have, I haven't heard as much about Brianna's case and what's going on. In Can it. you give in me my... a brief on hers? I only read about it like briefly and I'm not sure if I got all the details. For sure. So Brianna, I'm going to just go. Brianna was a 26 year old black woman and she was an emergency room technician. She wanted to be a nurse. She was actually getting ready to go back to school to become a nurse. And literally there was a, they called it a no knock warrant there was three officers who barged into her home, but the no-knock warrant made it so that they, they didn't have to knock on the door and say they were law enforcement. They could have just barged in unannounced. Mm-hmm. They barged into her home, and they shot her eight times. They claimed that her boyfriend shot them, but then also wouldn't you shoot someone who just barged into your house unannounced? I don't know who the fuck you are. I'm I'm lighting your ass up. Yeah, like I like I don't know what's going on. But mm-hmm. then to make matters even more interesting, the warrant wasn't specifically for her home. The warrant was for another home that they that they thought was associated with her. So they were supposed to use the no knock warrant for another home, but they did not do such a thing. They barged into her home instead. Because her her home and her name was, I think, supposed to be used as a witness in a case or something of the sorts. And I know I have the gist of the story, but I don't want to butcher it. But also, because I like did so much homework, I was like, I need to figure out who the officers were specifically that were involved. But what in were they death. doing? Like, what was the warrant for? Um, they were. It had something to do with drugs. Oh. Like, the, the house the warrant was initially for had something to do with the drug bust. hmm And they thought that one of the men in the other house had stashed some of the drugs in her house. hmm So that's why she was aligned with the, aligned with the, aligned with what the warrant was recently for, or um, supposed yeah. to be for. But I was, like, busting my ass trying to figure out who all the officers were that were involved in, like, each case. And thank you to Miss Solange Knowles on Twitter. I was able to find out who the officers were specifically involved in Brianna's case. That is Officer Jonathan Mattingly, Brett Hankinson, and Miles Cosgrove, who have been, they've been put on leave, which is very popular for police departments. Just put their asses on leave. No one's been fired. No one's been put in jail. And that was her case specifically. And then everyone knows the George Floyd case. But the George Floyd case also kind of boggled my mind because they found out that the officer who killed him used to work with him. Yeah, like as a bouncer at the... Yeah. He was like a... Yeah. And I saw that and I was like, so is it premeditated murder? Like, I was like, how... I was like, you... 
I don't remember the exact year, but they had worked with each other for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I've heard this. I saw somewhere that it was like they'd known each other for like sixteen years or something crazy. And that's what I saw too, but I did I wasn't sure if that was correct. But I remember someone saying like they knew each other for and I think it was the someone who was in charge of city council in Minneapolis. Who she was like, they knew each other. The man who yeah. killed him knew who he was. But that was also a case where they were literally a, there was four cops four cops who were arresting and detaining this man because they thought that he used a counterfeit $20 bill. You had to use four motherfuckers to arrest one person because you thought. Who was complying? That is what I don't understand. Like, the fact that people are complying and that's not enough. I'm like, so you just want to kill people at this point in time. Because when someone is complying and you have overtaken them, like in the George video, okay, you already had him down. So I don't understand why you didn't put cuffs on him and put him in the back of the car. Why mm. were you just sitting there, like lollygagging? Like just I was leaving like, him in the point, street type of thing? Yeah. So I'm like, at this point, it's just like, it's intentional. And I don't, I don't know, continue with you have other people to talk about, but. Oh, well, no. With the George Floyd case, if you watched the video, I watched part of the video until it got to the point where they were kneeling on his neck, and then I was like, turn this off. But he was, they had him in handcuffs. He was complying. He was literally like, okay, I guess I'm getting arrested. They put him in the back of their, they put him in the back of their truck, and then they said that he started saying that he was claustrophobic. So I was just kind of like, all right. But then if you watch the video, you literally see them like it it looks like they're beating him because like he's in the truck and they're just like in there's like two people inside the truck, like just like hammering inside, and there's like one man who's just standing watch outside of the truck mm-hmm. and not helping them. Which led was me he to the believe, same like, one that was standing there when the knee was on his neck? Because I was like, You yes. sir, you are a coward. You could have corrected yes, your colleague. You could have spoke up. You could have said something like, "Um, we've detained him. I think he's good. Maybe the you should get off his neck." People could have done that. There were four. Well, them they, on were, the they were they were four. So that's what I'm saying. The other ones were in on this uh, abuse, Revenge, this fantasy, use of power, whatever. whatever. The other one kind of was just standing watch, and I was like, "With the quickness, I needed you to say something, and you did it." And so that speaks he's, volumes about your character. Mm-hmm. And then the and then the thing that killed me, and I was like, this cannot be an actual fact. I need to find some more information on this. The officer nailed on his fucking neck for eight minutes and forty six seconds. No, yeah, that's what everyone. I was saying. like, for nearly, for nearly nine minutes, you had your fucking knee on someone's neck, and you didn't think at any point in time. Protests about it. Yeah, the entire time this motherfucker saying, "I cannot breathe," but also. Why, if he's down, I'm assuming the entire nine minutes, not even assuming, he's on, he's on the ground. Get what, Nick, oh, hell. Yeah, yeah, like, just, like, get, like, like, it just didn't, like, I was, like, eight minutes and 46 seconds of your knee just on someone's neck makes me want to put my foot on his neck. Like, I, like, I, like, Mm -hmm. the entire time, I was just, like, getting worked up about it. And the officers who were involved in that case, and I believe Derek Derek Chauvin was the officer who nailed on his neck, and I believe he got arrested, and I believe it was for third degree. I've, I've heard that, yeah. 
Derek Chauvin, Thomas Lane was another officer, and the other officer, I don't want to butcher his name, um, Tu Tao, Tu, I, I think I'm saying it right, Tu Tao was the other officer. Tony McDade and Nina Pop were, I'm sorry, you guys, I did so much research on this. I'm just really passionate about it. I, yeah, yeah like, I, like, I, I don't, don't want you guys to think that I'm like just going on a <laughs> okay. thing. That's like, this is my thing. Thank you. But, um, Tony McDade was a black trans man, a part, a part of my community, a part of Jason's community, the community we like to call home. And he was shot by a police. He was chased down and shot by a police. But the thing that blew my mind about that one was that he was the 12th transgender person in 2022 to be killed this year. I was like, reportedly, that, yeah, reportedly that we know about. Because you know that number is astronomically high. Oh yeah, that is that's very true. But even then, with the number twelve, and, and it's already, and it's like in twenty twenty, I was like, damn, there's already twelve of us who you've just killed. It's roughly like, shit, like two like, per month. Yeah, like it's like you just checking them off, just checking them off a list at this motherfucking point. And then Nina Pop was supposed to be; she was a twenty eight year old black trans woman who was killed in Missouri, and they claimed her to be the eleventh transgender person to die this year and then there's also the cases of sean reed who was a 21 year old air force veteran oh my god right yeah who he got chased down by the cops and the cops at they they tased him first and then they shot him i read in three articles they shot him eight times after tasing him which isn't the point of tasing a nigga to get them to get them down. Why is the gun needed at that point? But to make matters even more fucked up about that case, and I I tried so hard to find the officer's name. You guys do not realize the amount of work I put in to try to find this motherfucker's name. But I couldn't find it. Um, because you know they like they like to keep their people safe. But the officer who shot him walked up to him. And they got him on tape saying, looks like it's going to be a closed casket, homie. They, like, they're just not, it's not even like, it's not even like they're getting quote unquote sloppy, but it's just so blatantly apparent now. Like, everything is so intentional. Like, we, like, okay, they can make as many excuses as they want. Oh, they were pulling something out of their pocket. They were resisting whatever the fuck. But you can't make comments like, looks like it's going to be a closed casket, homie. You can't kneel on somebody's neck for damn near nine minutes when they're not resisting. You can't barge into someone's home unannounced and shoot them in their bed where they sleep without, like, with any sort of, like, defense that's, that's like, justifiable. Like, these people are not doing anything, you know what I mean? Like, even if you want to say, we felt our lives were threatened, once again, everyone we've talked about were unarmed. Yeah. Everyone was complying, as far as I know. I'm not really up to date with the Sean Reed situation, but like, where's the where's the where's the exigency? You know, like where's the where's the urgency? Yeah, for sure. Where do you feel like your life is being threatened? Makes no sense. I mean, obviously, we have to acknowledge that the police force was built on a racist system. It was built... the police force is a racist system. Yeah, like it was built on. Yes. the slave catchers um 
from during that time period. So men would go around and capture free uh, slaves who ran away and then return them to their masters. And that is where the modern police force comes from, which a lot of people don't know. And so when you're getting into the all cops are bad conversation, what people are saying is this system is racist and is built on racism. And mm-hmm. so it has to be completely overhauled. Now, I am not someone who understands society completely and government and laws and all of that. So I'm not someone who's saying, get rid of police and just have no type of authority, whatever. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying what our current system, what we currently have is not working. And it is detrimental to our citizens of color, to our trans citizens, to our poor citizens, to our mentally ill citizens to our homeless citizens and so it just it has to be it has to be changed and then just with the protest the amount of videos of people peacefully being in a space and being assaulted and I don't really care because I have yet to see one person raise a hand or a weapon I don't care what they said to you they could have said the craziest most inappropriate Mm -hmm. thing that does not mean you get to mace a child in the face That does not mean you get to kick a woman who was on the ground. That does not mean you get to push a woman and have her fly across the ground. It doesn't mean you get to call someone a stupid bitch. It doesn't mean you get to try to coerce someone to come out of their house so you can apparently beat them up. That's fucking thug behavior if you want to be blunt, Mr. Donald Trump. Trying to get someone to come out of their house so you can what? Make Make it make sense. Why was there a video of a police officer threatening a woman? Trying to get her to come out of that her video house was fucking to... wild. What the fuck are you talking about? It was a black officer, and the woman who was recording the video was also black. Her and her boyfriend, from my understanding, were leaving the protest and going into their apartment. I don't know what was the words that were exchanged. They obviously exchanged some words. Obviously, a lot of people have been very vocal about being anti-police during these protests. And he was standing at their apartment door, like in the lobby, just co- trying to get her to come, like come outside. Like, like, what do you mean? Come outside. Come out for what? So you Come can for what? beat me up? So you can shoot me? Like, I don't... Because I'm fine. I'm in my house. You shouldn't be here. Why are you Why are you threatening me? And not only are you threatening me, you're threatening me while you're on the job. So you should mm-hmm. now be terminated, and you should also be sued. Uh, there's also the video of the cop who pushed down a pregnant woman, and she lost her baby. <gasps> Yes, I heard about that. I couldn't find the article, but I heard about that. And that, okay. So you should be charged with murder. 110%. You should be terminated. And that's it. End of story. It's it's all also just crazy. You guys know me. Family's a huge thing to me. Mm -hmm. I love my family very much. I am the oldest of oh you know my family big as hell because I got to count <laughs> think about it when I like I like I'd be like I'm the oldest out of six I say six too yeah you're right look at I just guess I'm the oldest and it's I'm always put in such a weird situation because when it comes to my siblings yo I don't think anyone understands like I like the like the blind just being red if anything ever happened type deal I because there have been there have been times when like very small things have happened with my siblings and I'm like immediately like let's go kick their ass yeah it ain't no problem (laughs) yeah like like like, let's let's go do even if we're going back to when 
my my youngest brother is 14 years younger than me mm-hmm. and when he was in daycare i <laughs> literally remember him just saying someone was messing with him in daycare and i said point him out and then i had to quickly realize it was a child <laughs> and then it was an absolute <laughs> child a kid yeah like i was like okay hold on hold on but just like the the sheer thought of anything happening to one of them or anything happening to my mom or dad or like my aunt and uncle who I'm very close to, like it just like, because mm-hmm. like in the middle of all this shit happening, I had my brother ask me yesterday. He was just kind of, he was just kind of like confused because my, my brother, my um brother who's in middle school, he knows how to get on TikTok and Instagram. He knows how to see the things and see what's going on. And he was just kind of like, why is everybody mad at cops right now? And you have to typically oh. someone, he was he was confused. Like, yeah. he didn't get it. But, like, typically, if there was someone, like, along our ages who asked that question, my first thought would be, like, what the fuck do you mean? Why is everyone mad at cops right now? Yeah. But when you have someone who's younger asking you something like that, it's just kind of like, you don't, he was, it's just kind of like, because as far as you know, cops are supposed to protect us, and that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So you're confused as to why everyone's mad at those that are supposed to protect us. And I had to sit down and break it down for a middle schooler that cops have been killing people that look just like you and look just like me. And there's no uh, there's no way for me to give that to you in a more comfortable or digestible manner. Mm-hmm. And I'm really sorry that I have to be that harsh when it comes to reality with you but I feel like that's the only way I can help you so I have you know we have to do one per episode devil's advocate question nope nobody asked girl nobody asked because I saw a tweet I literally saw a tweet that was for it was like for you devil's advocate bitches nobody asked no nobody asked specifically devil's advocate but how do you feel about videos showing like police officers reactions to like this so specifically speaking about officer murphy and i don't know what state this is in but he's a black police officer who has been like someone was like he was like talking to like protesters and stuff and they were like how can you like stand for this like how can you be okay with this he was like i'm sure as hell not okay with this he's like you all have the right to be out here you all have the right to be angry to be mad just try to keep it peaceful and they said well it's not even us it's even you and he was like i told them shut the fuck up so he's out here, like, in his position or using his, trying to, like, wage his position as much as he can, like, leverage it as, like, yeah. helpfully as possible. So, there, and, that, like, I know there's a, a, another video of, he's not a police officer, but, like, the mayor of Flint, Michigan, apparently, like, said some stuff that was super, I, like, I, I, I didn't watch the video, I might as well say, but I just saw, like, a lot of people reposting it relatively recently. So what do you feel about people who this, ante- like, this, these, like, this feeling is aimed towards trying to reconcile it or show you that's like it's I'm literally on your side do you like believe them do you feel like they can't genuinely be on their side if they're still a police officer and in this like role that was as Jay said earlier literally derived from slavery well you're in a system that is built on racism so you are yeah continually taking racist actions whether you are racist yourself or not because you're a part of that racist system Two, I think there is some merit in changing the system from within, but a lot of cops say that, and there's been no change. The way that cops behave 
has not changed in the last five years, in the last 10 years, in the last 15 years. So it's just like, what are you doing? Besides just speaking to me calmly at this protest, when you're in the station, do you correct people when they're talking racist about, you know, people that you guys have arrested? When your co-officer or whatever is being too aggressive with someone, do you call them out in that moment? Like, what are you doing actively? Are you talking to the chief? Are you talking to lawmakers? Are you talking mm-hmm. to whoever controls the training of officers, the academy? Like, are you, are you doing... leveraging when it's necessary or rather than when it's convenient type of thing? Exactly. Like, how often are you doing it? And that is just very questionable. Also, that aside, I mean, it's great that you're talking calm and you're talking peacefully and you're listening to people. But again, you have your other co-officers kicking women who are sitting, kicking pregnant or pushing pregnant women, macing children covering your badge number covering your body cam and assaulting people verbally and physically when they were doing nothing but being peaceful so it's just kind of like I mean cool it's great that you're a good person but everybody else that you're in allegiance with that you're ready to go ride or die for is very questionable so it's just kind of like I don't really care and you can keep it and I saw I've seen been seeing a lot of threads where they're kind of talking about how the media is in this huge push to like flip everything right now. So they're trying to show you good cop videos. They're trying to make race tensions worse by trying to separate black and white people during these protests, that they are a lot of like richer people are trying to use the terminology that this is ruining our democracy and violence is not the answer. And you can kind of see these continually same messages that people are trying to repeat because they're trying to calm your anger, get people to relax so we can go back to normal and nothing is going to change. And it's bullshit. And I think at this point in time, we can tell that we've gone far. You know that we've gone far because there have been protests in Germany. There's been protests in Japan. I saw that there was a memorial. I think it was in Israel. So I'm so sorry if I misspoke. I think that's where it was. They didn't do a protest or anything, but they set up like a candle vigil and things for George. Um, there's been protests in Canada, and which is coincides with their police who just killed a black mentally ill woman. Um, she was having an episode and her family, I guess, didn't know how to handle it. They called for help and she ended up falling over a balcony and they just claimed that she fell. Her family and everyone else thinks that she was pushed. We obviously know that Black people, not Black people, cops do not handle Black people with mental illness well. They normally end up harming them or killing them, whereas white people with mental illnesses, you know, get hugs and freebies and shit. Um, So yeah, it's just kind of things are pushing and I'm hoping things are changing with the world speaking up and saying that this is not okay. I feel like the world is watching us now and it's time for America to start fixing what it's done systemically for centuries. I have a point for one of those, but D, go ahead because I'm going to change the topic. I was just going to say what you said, what you and Jace both said made me think of this like video I saw of Malcolm X maybe like four years ago that like I've always thought of and I always quote it because I think it just makes so much sense. He said something along the lines of like someone was asking him like, well, like I think it was like, well, like you don't do you think all cops are bad? Like there's definitely some good cops. And he was like, you're not wrong. But he was like, but think of it like this. If there are four non-venomous snakes and they're approaching me, 
but they have 30 venomous snakes behind them. Am I supposed to just say, oh, well, you four are okay. Like, you four aren't any issue. Like, you four won't present a problem. Mm -hmm. Do you guys get what I'm kind of, like, trying to get at? But I was just saying in terms of the in terms of the Malcolm X quote, it was something along the lines of like if there's they were saying like you don't think all cops are bad, right? Like there's definitely some good cops. And he was like, I'm sure there is, but if you have five non venomous snakes and they're approaching me and they're supposedly quote unquote good, but then you have thirty venomous snakes behind them and they're approaching me as well, am I supposed to then just think that those five are going to protect me? That those five are going to protect me against the 30 that are, like, directly behind them? And I just thought it was interesting because it touches in with, it touches in with, like, how, yes, you can be a good person, but you're still a part of a racist system. Mm-hmm. Like, you're still a part of a system that does no good for people who look like me or people who are in positions like me. So, Am I supposed to then just say like, yeah, you're a good person. You'll help me out. No, you're, you're, you're one out of millions. Like how, how can you benefit me? And they, and they think another thing you're is they don't person. speak up. They have a pack mentality. It would be so different if these quote unquote good cops that are your daddy, your uncle, your cousin, who the fuck ever were like, you know what? I saw that video. That was disgusting. That person should be charged. Oh, I see what they're, how they're treating the protesters. That's disgusting. You know, I'm not going to stand by them. I'm not going to go put my uniform on and attack innocent people and gas innocent people. So, you know what I mean? And it's like, they don't do that. They just like really ride for the crew and then that's it. And then they're just like, well, not all of us are bad. Well, none of you speak up. So let's start there. Oh, that's a good, it's a good way to say it. Nice little sums it up or a tidy. So my counterpoint, which isn't really a counterpoint, but I have a feeling you two will not necessarily agree with me, but that's cool. Um, <laughs> okay, so Jace, you said that like you're like, that's great and all, but um, what were you saying? Oh, like there are good cops and they're like yeah. talking all this talk, but nothing's happening, right? I cynically think the same way about I'm not going to say protests as like a blanket statement because I believe there are some that like have are structured well enough to have validity, but I am to the point where I don't understand and maybe to some extent might think naive and this is, this is not going to, I don't think this is going to get good reaction, but like how many times have black people been killed at the hands of the cops? We've gone out to the streets, rioted in the streets, protest peacefully, and then the opportunists who were insurgents in the group come out, make it violent, make start setting shit on fire. How many times has this happened? We are in the current situation of it currently happening for days on end in multiple cities, and then what's going to happen afterwards? Do you genuinely think something is going to change because we're out in the streets marching? I think I agree with part of what you're saying because me and my I have a I have a aunt who's a lawyer and we were talking about this because she was she had brought up to me she was like she was like all these protests are good but like we've been protesting since the 60s that's what I'm saying like and we barely got anything then 
Yeah, but she also said like no. She also said like the thing is now compared to the sixties is like after a protest there was something else happening. Like she was like now it feels like it's a matter of like you go to a protest you leave you go home. That's what I'm saying. What's what's happening? So like, that's what's, why what's happening afterwards? I tried to make the distinction between all protests and ones that aren't structured well. Like if if the Black Lives Movement or some other organization or person led something and was like, we're out here, we have a list of demands. If you don't meet them, X, Y, and Z. Nobody's out here. Everyone's out here to show outrage rather than show outrage and then show result, like show a solution. If you're going to say stop police violence, how are you going to get them to do that? Because obviously you've been saying this for years and nobody's going to stop hurting anybody. I really don't. Because the system, everything that is set up has been created by racist white people and it is the it is in charge of the people who are in it's the people who are in charge it is their responsibility to change it so we're out here telling you this is wrong don't treat black people this way don't treat mentally ill people this way don't treat trans and queer people this way then the system it's like i think it's unfair to ask the oppressed to be like okay well don't only show outrage but come with a list of solutions and action plans and methods that's not my fucking job because you're the one who put this system in place to oppress me so why don't you stop doing it but they're not going to so i'm saying you have we have to i know it's unfair but shit life ain't fair whatever but the people who are in positions of power and those who are doing the oppression are comfortable they literally are the top of the pyramid ain't nobody touch them working from the behind like behind the curtains whatever like those people who are who should be responsible for uprooting the system have no skin in the game they have no point to do it people can march all they want outside and like i i really feel so bad saying this because like like i'm i'm aligned with them like morally and like ethically like i i believe that like showing your dis like civil unrest and stuff like that like theoretically works but if you're out here just to show like your initial emotional reaction to things nothing's going to change once again like what jason was saying it shouldn't be our responsibility but the those who it is their responsibility aren't going to do anything so what's changing if we're not going to take if we're not going to take the action needed and they're not going to take the action needed we're just going to keep protesting in the streets they're going to keep gassing us knocking us to the floor like shooting us dead in the streets it's going to be a cyclical cycle I was redundant, but I would say that cynical cycle. I've been talking. I've been talking to a lot of people about what's been going on lately, and I was like, "Y'all, there's something about now, though, that just feels very different." Like I was like, "It doesn't. It doesn't feel like how it was with Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown and Tate Tamir Rice. Oh my God, that baby! That baby was 12 years old, but um." Uh, fuck that's why, but um, it doesn't it doesn't feel the same. Like I was like, there's like a there's like a sense of unrest and like something that's very unsettling about everything that's going on right now because it almost feels as if like things are overturning. How? Like I was like, I think only because if you if you put together all of this is happening during a pandemic. All of this yes. is happening during an economic crisis. Mm-hmm. All of this is happening. There's just like, there's during a quarantine, like people cannot leave their homes. With an people upcoming election cycle. Jobs. And like, 
it just feels like, yo, I feel like people are finally to a point now where maybe people are kind of over trying to do things the quote unquote right way. And they're just kind of like, fuck it, yeah. like let it all burn. Like somehow, some way, it's something out of this. But what's, you your, what I'm saying? what's that something though? Like, if you're gonna burn everything to the ground, what do you want to get it from it? Like, what do you what What does the other side it's, look like? I I I'm almost seeing everything. It's kind of like a, I and maybe this is maybe this sounds like so fucking dramatic, but like I'm seeing everything as kind of like a. It feels it feels like at some point someone's gonna say let this all burn, and by let it all burn, that means like the government. Like all the all the all these laws and things that we put into place bring all this shit down. Let it burn. I agree that that's necessary. Don't get me wrong. But it that's what it that's what it feels like to me right now. Like it feels like people are actively trying at this point to like overturn and get rid of shit. Like they're like, yo, it's not working when we try to do it the right way. So let's do it this way now. Do you get what I'm? Do you get what I'm trying to get at? I get what you're trying to get at. But we've done this way before. Is my point. Like, Ferguson was an active thing. LA, like, I'm not going to use LA because I don't know enough about that. But, like, there have, we've, we've done this before. We've been here before. We've seen this before. And we're back here again. And I, 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 I get your, I, your, I get your, like, comments about um, this time feeling different. And I understand there, I, I agree that there are different, uh, like, external um, situations and, like, influences that are, like, impacting it. But I genuinely don't think that we are going to see a big enough change that will prevent this from happening. One, I think change is a longer process. One. Two, I definitely don't want anyone to envision a utopia. It is not going to happen. There are going to be racist white people. There are going to be white people who kill black people. Like, there are going to be these things that we don't like because we're not a utopia. We're never going to be a utopia. But I do think things can change. And I don't know. I definitely think a lot of people that are in power, they need to go. You've been there way too long. It is time for you to step out, step outside. You're out. We need new. And I just think we need to start looking at things in a modern sense. To me, the Constitution, like, yeah, it's a living document and we amend it. We don't amend that bitch enough. So shit no, needs no, to start. Totally no, we do. <laughs> that was no, the it needs, and they're like, it's God. It's not a Bible. It, it needs to start religion. changing. And even the Bible changes. There's what, 80 different versions? Mm. 80 different versions? <laughs> no, okay. wait a minute. I, I, <laughs> they have changed that thing quite a few times. But not girls. even just like changing the actual text, yes. changing the interpretation of the text. Well, too. I'm just saying yeah. that so we need to change what is there, to. how it, you know what? Fuck interpretation. Let's just start saying what we mean. No, the right to bear arms means, no, fuck it. I'm going to put in the motherfucking document what it means. So five years from now, you can't try to twist it to your own personal agenda. This is what it says, point blank, period. If you don't like it, go through the process to change it. End of it. Like, end of discussion. So there should be no more interpretation. Say what we mean. I don't under. Why are we speaking in coded language? This is not the good old ye times of Queen Elizabeth. Fuck it. Mm -hmm. Like, say what it needs to be, like, what needs to be said. So the Constitution, I definitely think needs, we could write a whole new one. Fuck it. I don't care. Let's write a new one. Like, 
Like, Captain what? Fred. We can go over to the DC <laughs> Museum and pull that bitch out and burn her. I don't care. Like, we can start a new one. I, that, I think that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it feels Hopefully. like a revolution. Hopefully. And I feel, but I feel like it's time for a revolution. Why? And let's we televise need, the shit. We need, we need a, there with the wordplay. Um, the revolution this is a new constitution. We need new laws. The way that people govern, like, needs to be, to be changed. Like, I think we, we have to stop being complacent because again, like the power comes from the people but I think we got to a point where everyone was like, it's cool. We're going to let the men at top do what they do. They have the, we, they have our best interests at heart. They know what they're doing. They're cool. They don't need our input. We're just going to coast and do whatever they say. It's fine. And I just think that we've done that like way too long, like way, way too long. So it's time to start being like, we, like, I'm not someone who, if anarchy is what America needs, that's what it needs. I personally cannot be your revolutionary leader. I don't have that mindset. I don't have that stamina. I can't be, I can't be out there with the bow and arrows. This I can't do the Hunger Games for you. That's not me. I will, I will probably be You're in a bunker be somewhere. On these but that being said, be I'm like, where was I going? Like things have to change because it's like the people, the people who are not in power, just average citizens, we outnumber, I'm not condoning violence. I'm just saying we outnumber. We outnumber, period. All of us, let's start showing up at politicians' house. Hello? You get paid a million dollars a year to what? To what? Because nothing has changed. Everything you told me you were going to do, you're not doing. So you know what? The million dollars that you got from taxpayers' money, I want it back. So your furniture is mine. Your house is mine. Give it back. You're done. You're not serving the people. You should not be in power. You should be not making money off of us. Point blank, period. That's it. So for the people who want change and they want the revolution, they might be tapping into energy that could get it. And the thing is, listen, America does not know what it's done because electing Trump was the worst thing that we could have done for our country. Our country is now an embarrassment. And like I've been saying, all these other countries are protesting now. To me, America has fallen. America is not the number one nation that we thought it was going to be. So we, we, we at least did good at projecting like, like out and maintaining that grasp from the rest of the world. Whether it was true or not, <laughs> now we now have someone like who's very uneducated <laughs> and is just condoning violence and destruction and is non-helpful and doesn't know his left from his right. So that being said, we could be in a lot of trouble because if he doesn't start acting a way that other countries think we should be acting, because we were the one to pass judgment. Oh, you can't treat your citizens like that. You can't treat your women like that. We had our nose in everybody's business. Guess what everyone can do now? Well, you kill Black people and you've done nothing about it. So guess what? We're not shipping you any goods. We're not shipping you oil. We're not trading with you. And then we could be facing the way that we've treated other countries. And that would be very detrimental to our, you know, to our livelihood, to our economy, to our country. So people better wake up. Better wake up. I wonder what, like, do you guys, do you guys know what the, I'm sorry, do you guys know what innate means? Yes, like an innate ability. Let's say it's something instinctual. Yeah. 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 So, like, 
I wonder what we would like if some other country came at came at us and was like, we're gonna, you know, cut the supply lines for y'all and you're gonna, you know, regress. What would the US regress to? Like what's our innate like state? Like our primal state. Like but but think about it, like primal as of twenty twenty. Like what is post like dystopian twenty twenty look like? Granted, it's our we're here. This is the end of the world, I'm pretty sure. But what does the next step of this look like? <laughs> that would be very interesting. It wouldn't be a I police think... state for sure, because they're like rules, fuck that. And that would just go out the window. <laughs> I read such an interesting article and I wish I remembered all the points it was making, but how the article was stating like policing is not something that is a necessity for society. Like there's multiple other ways we can go about holding holding people accountable and policing isn't necessarily one of them. But I also just think, and I, I've preached this since I was a child because I remember someone in history, I, I loved history class and my history teacher told me the wrong fucking thing because it's been stuck in my mind ever since like fifth grade where she was like, she literally was like the power of the people. She was like, think about it. If the people run the government, we just that is what I'm to really use that power. Mm-hmm. And ever and ever since then I've been thinking like, yo, if we really, really, really wanted to, we could change some we could make it how we want to. We just need to we need to do it. The question <laughs> how do you get the masses to show up the way they should because let's look at let's look at the 60s for example though they had one general singular focus and that was voting rights right like getting people Mm -hmm. registered to vote taking out all that bullshit and whatever they pseudo got there like yes there are more active like minorities specifically talking about black communities out there actively voting obviously we still see some like voting um voter not fraud but like yeah, like like registration inhibitions and everything like that. But if we talk about the people, like the masses having the numbers and the people being able to run the government, how do you corral the masses to get on the same page to like use to leverage the power of the government for our advantage? Because if we really look at it, and I was having this conversation with Evan's dad yesterday and his mom, the like we're not as different from everybody else as we think this is fine this is an idea that is not new so if you look back in like during slavery who was the closest person in social rank and economic status to the slave the poor white uh like sharecropper or whatever i don't know and then they told him yeah exactly they were like before you two get in line we're gonna make the white guy an overseer so that he has some sense of power and some sense of like one upness onto let's leave the black person at the bottom because you know like whatever let's just leave them there so they give this one person a step up so they have barely enough like barely more power than the slave not understanding that their plights are more similar than the overseer and the slave master so if you look at it now and please do not interpret this the incorrect way but like oh people Lord. do you see what i'm trying do you see where i'm going I think so. so keep going, keep going. The, <laughs> if we want the government to work in a way that helps the people, we need to realize that 
and completely understanding that not all people are treated the same in the U.S. I completely understand that. Intersectionality is the theme of the month. So there are going to be intersections of societal positioning, economic positioning, race, genders, all of that's going to come combine. And that's going to still like create dis- um, like um, distance between groups. But if we want to leverage our gen- like combined strength, there are more people you have something in common with that you run into day to day than that you don't. You don't see millionaires on the street because they're not running in your circles because they're not in your neighborhood. You see everybody in your neighborhood, generally similar to you, get your neighborhood together and then y'all go find somebody else who is in this like the same vicinity, you know, like slowly grouping people together. And you realize y'all don't look the same, but you're harping and bitching about some of the same things. Granted, once again, black people and black LGBT people and brown people are policed more than white people. We know that. That's a stat. We know that. Black people are killed more by the police. That's a stat. We know that. But if you're getting everybody together, everybody's got more in common. No, that's my I whole point. Don't I'm not disagree. Too crazy I've been that. trying to preach that I since saying. I was in high school because, like I said before, when we like did this trial run, I watched Carrie Washington's talk where she said the same thing. She's saying the white elite have convinced y'all that there is only a room for one more person at the table. Who is it going to be? It's going to be black people. It's going to be brown people. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Asian yeah. people. It's going to be LGBT queer people. It's going to be trans people. It's going to be disabled people. It's going to be homeless people. I don't know. But y'all fight out amongst yourselves why the wider leader up here enjoying their meal. And I'm like, no, we have to break. We have to break that mentality. And I just think it's going to involve a lot of outreach and a lot of communication. It's going to be a lot of hard conversation. For example, white privilege why a lot of people, white people innately get triggered by the word white privilege is they're like, well, I was out of a job or I was on food stamps or I was homeless. And it's like, you're not saying that. What we're saying is police will stop black people just because they're black. They're not stopping you just because you're white. Doesn't mean that you can't struggle. Doesn't mean you can't go through pain. Doesn't mean you can't have, you know, trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. And so it's really going to take just almost like a generation of people just being like, I hear you and I see you. And I know a lot of black people currently right now are saying they don't like that, but I think it is something that needs to be acknowledged. We know that black people are treated the worst in this country, point blank period. Like that's not up for discussion. But that being said, there are other marginalized groups that are also being abused or oppressed or suppressed in various ways. And I don't really know the exact solution. But again, I just think it's communication and it's outreach and it's getting us to realize that our enemy is the top 1%. And they are very, they are some of the smartest people in the entire world. The fact that they have been able to brainwash citizens for the last, what, 600, like literally since America started to keep them acting accordingly, to keep ourselves down, to keep ourselves oppressed, to keep us fighting amongst people who we do have a lot in common with, instead of calling out the people who are really the problem. They've convinced people, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen the people who are like, oh my God, Jeff Bezos, like he worked hard for that money. It's okay that he has a trillion dollars. You've seen the black people that are like, officers are just doing their job. Black people looting, you're acting like a stereotype. Like they've even gotten people yeah. to turn against not just other people that are marginalized, but their own self. 
their own self. And so it's just going to take a lot of this just outreach and this just pointing out like, look, this is a problem and we got to go. And I also don't even know if we need to separate each problem right this second. I'm almost wondering if first, as all marginalized people, we need to unify. So women, queer people, black people, brown people, Asian people, disabled people need to unify first and understand that the white elite are trying to oppress us figure out what we want to do for change. And then once we're at the top, we can start drafting plans because that I don't know. And I could be wrong. I just don't know if focusing on one issue at a time is the solution. It might be better to unify and then start coming up with solutions. But I don't know. I think that, um, I think that the greatest way to start is to start with someone is to start with placing leaders who have the most against them in terms of like, and when I say that, I'm thinking of like putting leaders in place. And when I'm thinking of leaders, I'm thinking of like young queer people of color, the people who have the most odds stacked against them Mm -hmm. should be the ones who are put in leadership positions. And those should be the ones who are then doing the outreach, doing the recruiting, and kind of starting this whole people, this this people revolutionary movement. Why specifically reason, that demographic? Because I think if you put, let's use, um, let's use us, for instance, me and Jace, we're Black queer men. However, we cannot necessarily we're not the we're not the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we're still men. At the bottom of the to- the the Please bottom the bottom of the totem pole are trans women of color. Mm-hmm. That is the bottom of the totem pole, the people who have the most odds stacked against them. However, the people who have the most odds stacked against them are usually the people who are out here fighting the hardest. So that's why I'm saying, like, if if you implore and put those kinds of people in these positions... It, it one gets them to bring others along who are who meet their intersections but also it then gives them the chance to tell their stories to maybe people who are in higher places of privilege get those people to better understand and join the movement and then everyone starts to see where they meet mm-hmm. and where they're and where they're similar but also where they're different and where they can help each other I, does that make sense it makes sense but my only little poke in that idea is you need to keep like any leadership that's like supposed to be governing people as diverse as possible because you want to you want to like avoid ideas it's already monolithic right now because we only have white men who are controlling everything uh that's what i'm saying like obviously it's fucked up now but like still switching it up exactly so like i i'm i i, I see what you're saying by like getting like the bottom of the total why um does it matter like, wow. i don't know how beneficial it'd be but like devon is very he always talks about oh i want to do hr i want to do diversity inclusion miss america needs a diversity and inclusion committee and they need to be governing people 
that can I just it just can't be. <laughs> they should be able to speak to the Senate. They should be able to speak to the House of Representatives. The like they should be able to put initiatives to that could become laws. Wait, what did you? I'm sorry. Who did you say again? America, the country, Miss honey. America. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> no, I'm talking about America. About she pageant. needs I was like, like a what? diversity committee. <laughs> And we should start having, being able to like elect people to be on that committee. And it's not also a multiple people, multiple people to be on the committee that represent trans people and black people and brown people and Hispanic people and disabled people and who are speaking up because the, it's just not clicking for the people at the top. It's just not clicking. So question. Thinking back to dystopian we love YA, which is, you know, everyone's bread and we love looking at specifically Hunger Games and um, Divergent, I guess not so much the Hunger Games, but maybe Divergent and like the Giver or something like that. All communities Ooh. tend to like group people together. And so, like we saw in Divergent, they did based on like your personality types, like abnegation, mm-hmm. candor, or whatever. Um, do you, and I don't think it would be effective if we did that in the U.S. based on any type of thing that we think you can group people in, because there are always going to be people who, looking at them, look like they might like fit for that group. But then also, well, I don't really think we need to group, group people that like group that. Doesn't want them there. This is not a dystopian. So like, like, We're not hurting the cattle. I don't. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But when you're talking, uh, what was my point? Are you talking about kind of when it comes along the lines of like placing people in leadership positions that were like yeah, but I think one you could have roughly, multiple, yeah. so you could have like an A, B, a C person for that category, so that way you can have diversity among that group. Also, I think another thing in America is our terms are too long. I don't have time. You've been corrupt and you still have three years left of your term. I don't think so. So I think terms need to be shorter. Um, we tried to get so them we out need early. shorter terms if we did this hypothetical diversity committee. It's a short term, you know, so that way if someone feels like, hey, this person who's like speaking, you know, for our group isn't really listening to us and they really haven't been beneficial, we can vote you out like I think that I think it also when it comes to like the impeachment um I think it really blew my mind when I found out like wow it's really hard well, to not, get this motherfucker out of office like, it I makes sense like, though because if you think about it you're talking about cops that are on leave now I don't know if that's because they're supporting cops regardless of the crimes that they have committed or if it's hard, because for example, we know from OU, we had the English professor that was accused of sexually harassing three of his students. He was let go, but he was still getting paid because Mm -hmm. it's very hard to fire professors. It's very hard to fire teachers. So I think, yeah. So I think it's it's another thing. We need to stop making it hard to hold people accountable. You fucked up. Guess what? The consequences, you're in trouble. That is a that's it. It should not be this loop, this game, the dead of no. And people and people who are fucking up are also in ability to change the rules. So if you make a mistake, you're going to change it so that the next person that makes the mistake doesn't, or 
you're going to. I also think after Donald Trump speaking of changing the fucking constitution, we need new rules for the president because, like, I tweeted, I, I don't think you should be allowed to lie to the American, and it's different because I know all presidents have lied. It's different if they're lying to the public in terms of public safety. I'm not getting into all the conspiracies and the this, that, and the other, but he just be lying to lie. Like just making things up off of the top of his cranium for fun. So you lying to the public every bored. day, you inciting violence on a multiple basis, you attacking groups based on their race, the country that they come from, their class, those things are not okay. The fact that he was like, I'm gonna try to do an executive order to like yell at Twitter, no, you don't you don't get to know. So I'm just saying we need laws because the way he's behaving. The crazy thing is, I was talking to my boss, it's like, we never thought we needed those laws because up until this point, presidents didn't fucking act this way. But they wanted a president who didn't have political experience, who was down for the people. Now he's acting like a fool and a clown. And so we need some strict laws on the president. Like, this is just not okay. And it's not acceptable. And it should be easier to impeach them. Like, I... He still has open court cases against him. You should just not be allowed to but be think... in office. <laughs> I that and that's what's mind blowing to me because I think, I think as a society we all have this thought of like, you're the president. It's kind of just assumed mm-hmm. that you would be a decent person, but like then whenever I think of that, I'm just like, I'm like I always come back to like okay. We know how this man got in office. This man got in office because because he he made certain people feel comfortable in their racism and in their discrimination. Mm-hmm. And that is how he got elected into office. However, there's multiple people at the top who have the power to get rid of him. And I'm always just confused because like everyone's always saying, like, oh well. We're better than we think we are. Like we're at in our hearts, we're good people. I need you to be a good your motherfucker. But also him just heart, out here with the the when the looting starts to shoot to war criminal, you should be charged with the quickness. Like this is not okay. This is not acceptable. You cannot shoot people because they want to peacefully protest because they think you're a shitty president like no this is not a dictator like he thinks this is a dictatorship and i think we've let him get away with too much stuff and it just it's got to change like the next presidency it's not this is not okay i feel so sorry not even no i don't feel sorry for the people coming in after him they have to clean up the shit show which i do apologize for like internationally i'm sure they'll take they'll have open eyes Oh, it's not an if, orange person with three brain cells? Like, they... I I wonder, though, because, <laughs> like, like when you look at another country, do you think of their leader, or do you think of the country? Like, as, like internationally leader. thinking, like, when you think of Germany, think do you of think country. of their prime minister, or do you think of a country? So when they think of... The, because what now when they think of the U.S., no matter who's the president, they're going to be like, oh, the idiots who are killing people We can streets. recover. You know what I mean? I think, I think, I think as individuals, when it comes to citizens, because I get what you're saying. And now that now I'm like, I get what you're saying. As a citizen, when I'm thinking about another country, I'm not thinking about the person in charge. I'm thinking about that country. Mm -hmm. But like, as a higher up, like a world leader, 
I would I would assume that they are thinking about the person in charge and not necessarily the country, but also you know how motherfuckers be, and but they then, could just be thinking. But then also, like the person in charge is supposed to be a representation of the country. So what? Yeah, like we're, <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah, we, he's <laughs> the best person in charge, and he goes and shits all over the world, and we're like, so sorry, so, so sorry, we're, we're trying. So we're like, we, we sent you someone new, huh? Oh my god, he's literally a child. We're like the nannies. Donald Trump fucks something up, and we come in behind him like, "Oh my god!" I am but what so I sorry. will point out, um, mm-hmm. we, what, what do we do? is we all have we'll, our we'll moments. We'll, we'll do That's it. another we'll thing. It all countries have their moments. Like you know, when England they left the the UN or whatever, or, yeah, and that was UK Brexit or the EU, yeah, yeah. whatever they left the EU, no, the EU and that was like that's very controversial and like. It was, I think it was race-based race because, yeah. you know, they've had a huge influx of immigrants and displaced peoples and they're, yes, well, displaced peoples also a term, refugees. but yes, refugees as well. Um, they, uh, okay, their racism has been popping out over there due to all of their. Yeah, but they don't like scream I there. Mean, from, the they don't shout there from the rooftop. They're like, oh, we'll make it settle. America's like, I mean, Donald is, he's going into, he's going into prime time. He's going into prime time with with this. But like, I don't know. I think all countries, because like Devon, like on a music term, we'll talk about how every artist has to have their moment. Their moment where your album, it doesn't hit. Your vocals aren't that. Your performances were lackluster. Like we need you to go back to the drawing board and come out in five years for your little comeback. And so this is our dark period. We have fumbled. We came on stage not knowing the lyrics. Our costume is not on. We are not dancing. We've had multiple yes. This is one of our dark periods. Putting Vietnam Japanese people in internment camps. Well. So eradicating thing. Native Americans, enslaving Black people, not letting women vote. So, you know. That is a rabbit hole. And I'm going to be quite honest, America's just been in a very shadowy period. <laughs> there is but a lot of super, over, it's super interesting over because we have no sun. I and we didn't get super deep into it. So I guess I wish I would have known the, the person's viewpoint. But I had this mentor who was like, Oh, like I read the the book like War and Peace, and we were t- kind of talking about issues at the time. Things weren't as fucked up as they are now. And she was just kind of saying how she believes that you can't have peace without war. And then you also can't have war without peace. Like you need both. And then that kind of just got me to the thinking. Cause then I told you guys, I like read this book where like, basically there was this character who was like created to like resemble like the devil. And he like throughout history caused tragic things to happen. And like their explanation was like the world cannot lean too good or too evil it has to kind of like be balanced so every time something super evil happens something good has to happen they kind of just have to like play back and forth and it's like really philosophical and really deep but it's just like i don't know like i almost i'm almost like like you kind of have to have both like i think that's like so fucked up but i don't really know you know what i mean i don't know if we can just have an equilibrium of like goodness like I, I, I feel like it's. I don't think we. Can. Oh my God, let's use Charmed as an example because there is. An I was episode... about to yes, say that. that. 
the episode where in the for in the original in the original like rendition of the show, not sure what season yeah. it is. It's after Prue dies, though. Sorry, spoiler. Page is in it. Yes, because Page is in it, and it's like an alternate universe. Through one of the demons cast a spell or whatever, and there's this utopia. They're all super happy. Um, Everyone's oh all good. What I think Page is having a baby or something. It's not. But like something's happening, and they have to get to the hospital. And their car was like in front of their neighbor's driveway. And the police officer, he's like, so sorry to do this. And he shoots Phoebe. Shoots her. He shoots her because they have to maintain the you like. And they walk around. You see people's arms are cut off for parking tickets. And it's like, you have to pay the price. Like, so yes, that was yeah. just to support Jason's duality comments. So I'm about to rewatch Charmed. I'm so I sorry. I love <laughs> But then also the no, Rava but... and Vatu reference was to um, Avatar Korra. The legend continues with um, Rava and Vatu because Rava is like the the good spirit, like the, like literally like the like light spirit, and then Vatu is the dark one. And they like battle every every so many centuries, and one of them necessarily wins. But at one point, they think that um, Rava has died because Vatu killed her. But then Korra reaches into Vatu and pulls out Rava. Because there's literally darkness in the light and light in the darkness, and that's their whole point. It's like you literally need both. So you need or both. <laughs> no, but that is so well. TV life, life imit- art imitates life. Life imitates art. So you're gonna learn a lot through it. But like that, that is that makes so much sense. You need just like you have I'm positive, you need a negative. So it needs true. to be balanced out. Yeah, no you I guess. And like, I don't know if you neutral. get anything out of neutrality. So I guess, which and is you don't. crazy, because I really wish kinda... that we could all be peace, harmony, harmony, kumbaya. It would be nice for everyone if we could all just live good lives. But you know, humans. I think, I think ultimately, there, there is. I don't, I don't think there's ever going to be a way for everything to be a hundred percent positive and correct however i do think that there is a like where we are at is terrible and i do think there is a hundred and ten percent like we can we can improve and like that's what i always tell you can't you can do a lot and you know almost eliminate homelessness but there will still be a few people you can perfect your science and cure a bunch of diseases but there's going to be a Mm -hmm. few that you can't and like i think that's okay but i think it's always just better to strive for for better, like strive for better, strive for to keep pushing. more, you know. It also makes you value the good more often. Cause like if it's been raining for a month straight and then there's a sunny day, you're like, oh my God, yay, sun. If you live in California, you're like, oh rainy day, thank God. At least I am. I love rainy days. But like you don't you don't understand the value of one without noticing the other. You know what I mean? Like that A plus doesn't feel good unless you're struggling for it. Because, you know, knowing me with the perfect grades that I used to get, I was like, oh, another 100%, whatever. But they all felt great. But um, my point is... <laughs> no, this bitch did not find a way to talk about... School is over. School was almost, what, two years I'm ago for you? I didn't get straight A's all the time. I, I am an eternal student. Because you haven't got a report card in a minute. I am always learning. Hey, you guys. So in the month of June, the crew over here at The Gate Ride is dedicating our weekly conversations to topics surrounding intersectionality. 
For those of you who don't know, intersectionality is an understanding of how an individual's many social and political identities, gender, race, wealth, class, sexuality, ability, shape how they move throughout the world, how they're viewed, and also the forms of discrimination they suffer from. The theory of intersectionality was created by Kimberly Crenshaw, a Black woman who is a professor at Columbia Law and UCLA. Our first discussion we just had is surrounding the topic of race and racism that is currently happening in society. All right. So, you guys, I have a QQ. What is QQ? Quick question. <laughs> my quick, quick question. question. My quick question for today is how stable is your foundation right now? Ouch. God, not <laughs> this is a motherfucking therapy session. Like, I don't even know if I want to give you a response. Can I have like, some context? Answer. I'm not. No, I don't. How no, ever, no, no, no. No, see, I'm about to say, Imani, I don't like people that when you ask them a question, they follow up with another question. No, I asked you a question. Answer the question how your I spirit can. thinks you should Without answer the question. Because it, it could come off any type of way to anyone. Like, so I'm just like, answer it how you interpret it. Well, I feel attacked, so I'm <laughs> So answer by you. Goodbye. I feel like my found, my, um, my daily foundation is good. Like I have a set schedule and that helps regulate my mind and my attitude and my like, you know, my, you know, feelings during the day. So daily I have a good foundation. I probably eat too much sugar, but I had fish. I'm adding, you know, trying new things into my health. Like supposed to be doing less meat. But... Me. So um I work out daily. So like my health foundation's probably fine. And um we're working through anything else, you know. What about you, young Jasolus? Yeah, daily foundation is cool. cool. Financial foundation is cool for now. She could be better. She could always be better. Let's um, be honest. A lot better. Could be doing that three streams of revenue. Like that would be great. Uh, um, getting there, building the process. So that's good foundation long-term foundation she's cool because i'm aware of where the holes are and i am doing the work and asking myself the questions and doing the reflections that i need to to spot those holes and to break them up so i think i'm cool my foundation is not completely solid and that is fine i am not threatened i do not feel destabilized by that because i am aware of the problem and I'm taking it on day by day. So by the time I'm 30, all will be good. Hey, see you guys answer. I still feel <laughs> for, uh, for He me, said, can you sustain uh-huh. an emotional, financial, physical apocalypse? That's what I felt like you, you just asked me. I was like, and I honestly don't know. That is not at all what I was getting at. What I was trying to say. So, like, when I thought... Of, so, this is interesting, because this is a question that um that they posed on one of... Every Sunday, I listen to one of my church on my church podcast. On and what? And she, like, posts... Huh? On what? Uh, it's on Apple, but the name of the church is 1LA. Mm. And the pastor, Sarah Jake Roberts, I love her so much. But she posed a question of, like, 
how she was like how stable is your foundation right now and then like you and then like everyone was just kind of like what do you like what do you mean by that and she was like there's so much there's so much going on in the world right now which could be a good thing because in a way it's allowing us to expand our minds strengthen our minds learn more and educate ourselves more however at the same time we need to be aware of when we should rein our mind back in and basically unplug. And I was like taking that and I like basically went into like my own type of spiel. Cause I was just kind of like, when you're, when you're exercising, when you're exercising your body, a trainer is always going to tell you that you're going to get the best results when you have a rest day. It's it, the exact same thing is applied to your mentality and your mind when you're exercising and learning and training your mind, you're going to get the best results when you're not overfeeding it. So learn to oh, unplug and rest. So learn to unplug and rest. And then she said something. She said social, she said social media right now is this highway of thoughts, emotions, and expressions. And like she said, that's a good thing. Because, like, people are able to voice themselves through a platform. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. Because now you can see this and you can, take in, you can take all these things into account. However, after a while, you have to be conscious of the idea that you're allowing too many thoughts to exist in your world. And that's detrimental to your mentality. I would agree I was, that in some instances it is. But not. I feel like you can hear all these thoughts but unless you're in like you're rooted in what you believe then they're not gonna like like they're not gonna like they're not gonna affect you the same way because like if you're like if you're like i believe this and someone says something you're like that's great but i believe this or you're like willing to like like allow some to permeate and then some to like you repel like you have to you know no and that's that's very true and what she was trying to get at was basically just saying like it's our individual basically it's our individual responsibilities to know when to rest our minds and be aware of when we need to unplug and be intentional with our reasoning for unplugging and my reasoning for asking the question of like how stable is your foundation right now was because i feel like right now being a being a black person in america can be very unstable right now and i am aware of there's so much shit going on but i haven't seen enough people that are doing like the hey like how are you doing like in like not people outside of our community but people within our community who are just kind of like are we good is everybody okay like how's it going how are we all feeling so i wanted to ask that question because they're already killing us. They're already abusing us. They're already using us. And I implore all of us to stand up and shout and write and donate and protest and stand together. But at some point, they're just going to realize that, hey, maybe we can kill them with stress and depression. Girl, they're already doing that. So I'm... It's hereditary. They already are, but like that's why that's why I want us to just keep posing the question of like, is your foundation stable? How are you doing? Like, are you okay? And I want 
And I do want us to realize that just because you're taking some time to rest and unplug does not mean that you're forgetting about everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. It's meaning that you're taking some time to yourself so that you can come back stronger and with the most, the and with 110% better results. Yes. Uh... So all my niggas out there, just breathe. We're going to get through it. We got each other. It'll be okay. Um, yeah. That was my cute cute. That is cute. Deep, cute, deep, cute. deep, deep. Deeper than our little trial run. You really got us. And there, Gloria Steinem, actually, when I heard her speak, she said, when you're, I, forget, I wish I wrote it down, and that's on me. But she was, like, in the battle to protect, like, love, music, dancing, art, speaking of, like, people protesting. But she's, like, when you're in the battle mm-hmm. of protecting those things that you love and are important to you, she was, like, you have to remember to enjoy them as well. So you have to remember to love yeah. and to dance and to appreciate music and to make art. Because if you are just protesting and giving your 110% all the time, eventually you're going to run out of energy. You have to nourish your Mm -hmm. own body, your own mental health. So that way, when you are out there on the lines, like Devon said, you are giving it your best. You have a reason. Yes, you have a reason. So, yeah. What a good little episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please stay tuned. We have more intersectional episodes coming up. And hopefully you're informed, educated, and engaged. Maybe you even want to take some action. Yes. Maybe you got okay. right. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe they did. Possibly. But yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Love Thanks. ya. Bye. Bye.